The world is changing. Education is changing too. A growing tension exists between two schools of thought, between teaching and learning, lessons and experiences. While some believe schools should be places of wonder and excitement in which students are engaged in passion-based problem-solving, many others are holding on tightly to a more traditional view of education, one in which teachers are the keepers of knowledge and controllers of concepts. And then there are those who believe we can do both, that we can both honor the lessons learned and paths paved by the generational teachings that came before, while also forging ahead into educational destinations unknown. We are from this group of divergent thinkers, and this is our story. Welcome to Destination Education When Worlds Collide. In this episode of Destination Education When Worlds Collide, join John Bullion, Chaos in a Suit, and Arash Abnusi, mathematician extraordinaire, as they veer off course into uncharted territories while traveling far from home in a quest to better understand the voices and choices shared by public charter school educators. Listen in as passionate educators share their stories and adventures in this live recording from the 6th Annual Charter School Summer Summit. Here we go. This is exciting. We're here. We're doing this, people. So I always get charged up when we start an episode because to me, this is possibilities. I always think, wow, here we are, whether it's it's the four of us sometimes or we bring a guest in, and here we are sitting in a room full of passionate educators that really have already started the conversation. And I feel like um, the perspectives in this room, generations and generations of knowledge coming together. And so we're here at the Seventh Annual Charter School Summer Summit. Uh, so honored to be here. I'm here with Arash. Arash, chaos in the boots. That's what I do. I mean, because you call it said chaos in the suits. I go chaos in the boots. I don't know. It came up in my own. own. He was riddling me one day. It's yeah, I'm trying to, to imitate you actually, but not suits, but boots. I guess. And so we don't have Andy with us. We don't have Andy and Josh. They're not here. But yeah. then we have all that. All of all our, our friends, wonderful guests. guests, and yes. so. Arash promised that he would be good and that he would ask some thoughtful questions. Question, actually. So I, I, I put him on the spot here. Arash, what do you think? I'm thinking about voice of choice, to be honest with you. I mean, right now, because we walked in today and uh, right at the front table, the yeah. registration table, we're yeah. all of that. So that's interesting. I saw the title of your, uh, your presentation. It's about, and our, our theme is about voice of choice. I think that's pretty much what that education should be. I don't, I don't think it should be a title. So that we all believe that that's what education should look like. But uh, it doesn't have to necessarily be a focus. That should be what education is. So yes. that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about the choice. So what do you think about it? How uh, well, do you I think it? that the reason I was so excited to come to this conference is because I feel like the people in this conference and the people they support, it really is all about choice. I think that this is a community of educators who have chosen um, to to, in some ways, enter a model of education that doesn't have the benefits of all the other um, public schools around Texas. And I think because of that, it's a choice to work in this environment. It's also a choice of the students that they serve to come to these schools and their parents to choose their charter schools. And so, to me, it was an honor to get to come and be part of this conference with them. But So I would like to ask, like, when, when you think about why did you choose to go and work at a charter school? versus maybe a more traditional school. And have you been in a more traditional school 
that that you now are in a charter school. Uh, I spent 17 years in an ISD. By the way, I'm Michelle. I'm Michelle. Uh, I spent 17 years in an ISD, and this is my first year in a charter. Uh, having uh, served in different capacities, I'm not. I, I, the reason why I came over to a charter is because I, I was solicited to, and I was asked to come over. And I did. Yeah. I, I was invited yeah. uh, to to join the Jubilee family. And uh, having joined that family, I'm learning how to remove my ISD hat and put on my charter hat yeah. and recognize that it's not a charter versus ISD yes. world. It is we are educating children. Yes. yes. And so uh, I wanted to get uh, just a different view of the world of education to see what is, why are parents choosing Choice schools. Yeah. So I think my name is Crystal. Crystal, um, thank you. Um, I'm from Chicago. I'm now in Texas. I've been in Texas three years. And before, <laughs> before I moved uh, to Texas, I had a troubled team. Um, so my son just, I just felt like uh, he was being pulled into the gang yeah. world and life of Chicago. Yeah. And before that, I thought, I always, I taught in a public school. We didn't have ISDs, but we had Chicago Public School. And I felt like, oh, these charter schools are taking over. I can't stand them. I don't like them. Yeah. But I didn't know anything about them. Um, but I just didn't like them. <laughs> um, and an opportunity for my son became available with uh, Urban Prep Charter School in Chicago. So our boys' school, they focused on uh, college and one-on-one, making sure all, and so I told my son, that's where you're going. Yeah. Sorry, sir, but that's where you're going. He hated it. He hated the, the idea that he wouldn't have girls around mm -hmm. and he would just be uh, in uh, all-boy and focused on college. What is that? I'm not going there, you know, yeah. and he went because he had no choice, <laughs> but it was my choice yes, yes, for was. him. Yes. So I had a choice, and that was the choice that I made yes, for yes. him. Yeah. He graduated yeah. from uh, this all-boy charter school four years later and had all of these choices on what college he was going to choose because he had been accepted now. And he chose um, South Carolina State University, and um, he's been there for two years now. And he's continuing yeah. to make the choice. <laughs> and now, when I moved to um, when I moved to Texas, I was looking into ISDs because I don't want to teach at a charter. I don't want to work for a charter. But that's the choice that I made for my son. Yeah. But then an opportunity was given to me yeah. by Jubilee um, to come on board as an assistant principal, and I made the choice. And now it's funny that you posed that question because I was sitting here thinking before that question, I made a choice to uh, choose charter and. I'm looking and learning about all of these different charter schools, and they're not bad. They are about giving parents different choices for their kids' education, including myself. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm Quentin, and I was in an urban ISD for 16 years. Uh, been in the charter world about four and a half, and I made the choice to come to the charter because of the mission and the vision of the charter that I'm a part of. It spoke to you. Yeah, Texas spoke to me. Uh, we we are about teaching our students and ourselves to, to model the golden rule or another word for it, others before self. Yes. Uh, but we also have an international focus. So we're preparing our students to be exceptional leaders in the international community, not just Texas or not just America. So we have exchange students uh, who come to us from Spain wow. and China. We, we're trilingual, so we teach all of our students English, Spanish, and Mandarin Chinese beginning at kindergarten all the way through 12th grade. There's no two years of foreign language and you're done. Yeah. And uh, it really helps them uh, get a global perspective. Many of them want to be policy makers and world changers on yep. the global stage. And so we feel we're helping prepare them for this. This is my second graduating class this year. Uh, and we had students who received full ride scholarships to Notre Dame, Chicago uh, University, and uh, as well as UT and a lot of Texas A&M. Oops. So um, the mission spoke to me. That's why I entered the charter world. I'm a product of uh, ISD, and uh, I feel that that education served me well. But kind of as we've been talking about, the world is changing. And so having the choice for students and parents to be able to choose something that better fits their vision for themselves and where they want their students or themselves to go seems to be a, a better way of doing it. Well, that, that summed it up, didn't it? Yeah. You know, the funny, I always say something, and you mentioned that. It was a summer, of, it was a spring of 2007. Tax results, it was tax back in the day. Uh, results came out, and I already had submitted my resignation for the charter school that I served for a year because I felt like the concept wasn't what I was looking for. It was that we were sharing a classroom. So I was tired of that. I needed privacy. And I, I was in the principal, the superintendent's office, and she shared the results. She said, Hey, look at your kids, we, we, they're 90% passing. They were 60% the year before. And that was the first year I taught uh, math, fourth grade math. So, well, yeah, I'm, we were ready to leave. I would, uh, the classroom was back. So, well, I, I wish you would, you, you would stay with us. But I already had committed myself to, my, to another school. I was ready to leave. Uh, and I, you know, on the couch, I was sitting on the couch. I said, I will stay. I didn't stay. I didn't end up staying there. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? So it, there was a, because I think there was more than just uh, I, I, I broke another commitment, but because I think it was the right thing to do. Yeah. And now I'm here. We want to. We want to know. Twelve years later, but the thing is, there was something telling me that no, you have to stay in that community. It's not the right time for you to leave. Yeah. So when you were saying that, I can see that mission part. It really becomes very personal. Impact. Impact. Yes, yes, you, you feel that. It's there. A lot of times we don't get to feel our impact. Yeah. You know, we, we think we're making an impact. And I think that, man, hitting it right on the head is mm -hmm. being aligned. You know, like, mm -hmm. do I feel like what I do, do it, and where the, I do it is aligned does matter, right. with my beliefs and with my organization? And there is not a model, there's not a school, there's not a system out there that somebody doesn't get lost in it, right? I mean, well, I think it speaks to, my name is Shannon, I think it speaks to the power of being authentic. Authentic with self communicates in a way that is unlike anything else. And so if you can have a place 
whereby the mission speaks to you and yes. you feel and you see in your kids that they are invested and it's authentic, that should resonate with the larger community because Absolutely. it's it's genuine. It's from the heart. You are most schools don't exist because they don't want to make a difference. Right. Most schools exist because they try, but I think at times we find ourselves trying to be politically correct and contain our heart. Yeah. And I think once you let that speak and the passion for why you chose this profession in the first place to better be honored with the kids we serve, it, it just creates for a better That's the magic. That's the magic, yeah. Great. Yeah, when we really connect to the, you know, to why we do what we do. And coming from where I came from in the Chicago public schools, I taught at like four different public schools in Chicago, and they didn't have a very strong, clear vision or mission. And being in or being affiliated with the Jubilee Charter School and with my son's former charter school, you can see the visions of the individual charter schools. They really have one and they have a mission and a vision opposed to the, so I think that's the difference that I'm learning in from public schools to public charter schools. Yeah. You can really see their passion in their vision and their mission. And yeah. that's really important. And I think that gives uh, parents a better uh, choice for education. I love that. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, just going back with Leona, she was telling, I'm completely, and I know I have a different name. <laughs> just I was listening to Josh. So wherever I go, if they are not, they get stuck, I know it's my name. Yes. <laughs> so when I came to this country, I came to this country in 2003, and of course I came to, I got the job, uh, I came with the job in North Forest ISD in Houston. And then I, from there, I went to Houston ISD, which is one of the largest districts. Um, I was invited to join this charter three years back. I had no idea about school of choice. For me, school of choice was like my daughter who went to a magnet school, mm. which in the district they call a school of choice. Yeah. But when she went to the school, I realized that they pick the cream because they have to give an admission test to go sure. to the school. Yeah. So when I came to this charter, what amazed me was the dedication of the Mm -hmm. And that's what, this is my third year in this charter school, and that's what has kept me. Like, they all believe in that vision. I think back in the district, oh no, it's my lunchtime. I am, it's, I, I must get the duty-free 30 minutes lunchtime. For any reason, I missed more than one, I, I, the administrators called for a, a meeting more than once for a planning time. I'm going to the union. You know, when I came to this charter, I said, wow, you know, the teachers, they would go to any extent for their kids to learn. You know, the kids who have, are like, we get newcomers. I remember last year, we got a group of seven kids, first year in US, in seventh grade. Oh, wow. My reading teacher, my math teacher, I think they must have given all their planning times. <laughs> to just get them their English going on. And it was such an awesome thing this year, you know, those seventh graders are eighth graders. Yeah. One of the kids who came to us was not only a newcomer, almost had no schooling or minimum schooling. Yeah. And when that child 
that child only asks the math teacher, the eighth grade teacher, would you give me a McDonald's treat if for any reason I somehow I pass that star test? Yes. Yeah, you know what the teacher said? You pass the test, you will have a year stands out to me that I want to put out there is when we say public, charters are public. Yeah, right. And I yeah, think yeah. there's a misconception out there yes. about charters being associated more with private, private schools, schools. Right. and that you, we charge a fee and that mm -hmm. we're somehow taking the cream of the, the top. Yeah. And so I think those are some misperceptions that I, especially if people are going to be hearing this, I think that's very important to put out there. Yeah. Um, and then I would, I would say that, um, you know, what you shared in terms of your experience with being in a district. Um, this being my first year at Meridian, we we don't have the same funding, and that's another big key point. And that's that strength. It's a constraint. Yeah. And teachers' dedication, but not just teachers, but the leadership, um, the vision. Yeah. I think um, when we're currently experiencing some struggles with hiring because of um, larger, the, the ISDs or the districts getting, yes. uh, raising their first year teacher salaries. Yes. And it, it, the, the, that struggle is real. But I think something that what I've said or you know to others as I say, but you know, it's not about the money. If it were about the money, you wouldn't be in this profession. Yeah. And and the teachers who, who will go to someone else because there's, you know, go to one of the larger districts, I'm like, they're missing out because they just don't know. And, and once, and, and to be honest though, I will tell you one last thing is that I, I don't want to speak about ISDs versus charter, right. because ultimately, like, hopefully and this may commit me to something, but it's not a bad thing. Um, I see myself going further in education policy and maybe even a doctoral program or superintendency, things Absolutely. like that. But um, I really wanted to know charter to see what, what was the difference? Absolutely. And in many ways, there are differences, but I would say that there are more similarities. Uh, yes. Yes. And I don't necessarily, you know, because it's not an us against them. Yeah. I mean, in terms of education, like this, this whole debate and what's happening currently, like, you know, some teachers that were working at charter schools were maybe not going to get this $5,000, which we all know didn't turn out to be $5,000, but, but that race, it's like a teacher is a teacher no matter where they're in. Right. And so, you know, some of these distinctions and, and the struggles that we have, and I think I love that they're doing incentives for us to work together with ISTs. Um, I think it, it, we should start highlighting the where that's happening and how Absolutely. that's happening and then. So, you know, I'll tell you, just to, and I know we got to close, but we, we want to be respectful of those coming after us, and and I wish we could do this for another hour. I mean, this is, you know, Arash and I both are high anxiety. We, we like, oh man, we want to make this purposeful and meaningful for people. We don't want to waste people's time, and, you know, we're not going to sit and tell them all the right things to do, and, but we just want to have conversations with people. We 
because we believe people are out there in this work, doing this work, that are passionate and connected, and want to talk about this stuff. Want to be able to say, yeah, and exactly like you said, like, I've had this experience here and I've had this experience here, and it's not an either or, it's a choice. And at the end of the day, when we think about how we work with our students in the classroom, regardless of the constraints we have, how I come to that classroom every day is a choice, and how our teachers approach our kids every day is a choice. And we're talking about culture, we're talking about climate, we're talking about relationship. So at the end of the day, I think you just nailed it right on the head, and I love that. And I just thank you guys for spending this time with us here. Time is, is a deficit sometimes. That's a constraint. But you gave up your time uh, to help us with something. We're well, passionate about. His fault is he, he, he talks too much at the beginning. I know. I talk too much at the end. And that's who, that's who I am. And I own that. But thank you guys thank so much. You. So appreciate thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. In gratitude for their contributions to this episode of Destination Education, we wanted to say thank you to the members of our audience. Each of you has a unique perspective and a story worth telling, and we are so excited that we got to learn with and from you and for the opportunity to amplify your voices in this episode. If you want to continue this journey with us, be sure to hit us up on our Destination Education Twitter page at A Chaotic Mess R12. And tune in to our next Out of This World episode when we continue to blur the lines between GT and special education on Destination Education When Worlds Collide. And always remember that courage creates culture and kindness keeps us connected. Destination, education, what happens when?